You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News and Naturopathy Earth Radio. I hope you're doing well today. Before we begin talking about the suicide epidemic among adult men, of course, the website is Naturopathic Earth. Go check out the articles. I recently wrote an article about homemade guacamole. I also have another article about the awesomeness that is cherry banana smoothies. That's coming out. And I have one as well on vanilla pudding made from avocados. Of course, always, if you want to support the podcast, we have a Patreon account, which is a crowdfunding account. Follow the episode note link. It's over at Patreon forward slash Naturopathic Earth, and you can donate a dollar to five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, one time or monthly. Monthly would be preferred, of course. If you really like any of the content that we provide you, it would really help us if you could donate some money so I could focus on it full time. Full time. Also, if you want to help us out, go buy my ebook, Confessions of an Obese Child, on Amazon Kindle and Barnes and Noble Dook for a paltry two dollars and ninety nine cents very small price. I mean, that's two bean burritos at Taco Bell. And instead of getting that crap, you could read my lofty memoirs of my traumatic childhood years and childhood years and how I beat obesity. So go buy that. And as always, guys, if you're interested in buying anything on Amazon, as most of you are, Go to any of the recipes in particular, see the picture of the Amazon link, click on it, and anything you buy through Amazon, through that link within the next 24 hours, I get a small 2% commission at no expense to you. So please do that. I'm also a holistic wellness coach. If any of you need to clean up your diet or clean up your life, contact me and I can help you be your guru through that tumultuous time of purging your life of crap. All right. Let's talk about suicide and the adult men. Okay, so why did I want to do an episode devoted to the suicidal epidemic of divorced middle-aged men? Well, because I'm divorced and I'm middle-aged. Luckily, I am not suicidal, but of course, I can relate to men who are going through this. It's a massive problem. Now, some of you feminists will be like, oh, who cares about the man? This is a patriarchy. It's patriarchy. Good. It's good that men are dying. Well, of course, I don't agree with that. I don't want anyone dying. So we're going to be gleaning from this awesome author called A. Gregory Luna in an article he wrote a couple weeks ago about the suicide epidemic of divorced men. We're also going to be gleaning from Psychology Today and their offspring, which is called Fatherly. And it's titled, Divorced Men Drink and Smoke More Often, They Engage in Riskier Sex, and More Likely to Avoid Doctor Visits and Die Preventable Diseases. Ten divorced men commit suicide each day. Ten. 
a rate at least three times higher than that of divorced women. Divorced men drink and smoke more often, they engage in riskier sex, and are more likely to avoid doctor visits and die of preventable and treatable diseases. Divorce effects on men's psychological and physical health can be summed up in a word. Bad. If the man in question is a father, the better word would be horrible. The biggest psychological impact results from the loss of contact with a dad's partner and kids. Will Courtney, psychologist and author of the book titled Dying to be Men, told Fatherly, the journal. In the absolute worst case scenario, this leads to severe depression and suicide. Dads may want to think twice before ending their marriages. Besides the negative effects that divorce can have on children, studies suggest that marriage is broadly protective for dads. Married men are healthier than their single and divorced counterparts. They're more likely to have their skin examined for melanoma because their wives pen out, point out their skin flaws. That itself is the, the, the main reason why uh, you need to stay married is because <laughs> your spouse can check out your moles. And you're more likely to get colonoscopies because their wives forced them to get their appointments. I wonder if there's some type of sadism behind that. It's like, yeah, you need to have that scope shoved up your arse. The death rate for men who have never been married is 70% higher than men who have been married or are currently married. Marriage isn't perfect. Studies have linked unhappy marriages to high blood pressure and the sort of dip in the immune system that can cause more cases of the flu, arthritis, and dental caries, which is cavities. But in general, dads are way healthier in wedlock. Okay, so a couple of things I want to comment this because this is a good follow-up of the article, or I'm sorry, the podcast episode I did on, on Valentine's about the seven reasons you should avoid a long-term relationship. The studies are true on, on two levels here. Kids that are from an intact family do statistically do better. They have a, a lower chance of dropping out, lower chance of teen pregnancy, lower rate of, of, of being imprisoned, lower rate of doing drugs, and lower rate of having mental health disorders. Okay, true. But what they don't tell you is that kids that come from strife, it's strife is the key. So if kids are coming from a marriage that's intact, but there's a lot of strife and dysfunction, meaning there's yelling and hating and raging, borderline tendencies, uh, alcohol addictions, all these things, those kids don't do well. And also, kids that, that suffer from divorce and the, the parents are practicing parental alienation or poisoning uh, the kids against each other, don't do well. And conversely, parent kids of, of parents that co-parent well, especially the, if the divorce happens at a young age, two, three, four years old, do well. They fare fine, just like kids, and they avoid those statistical indicators, just like kids who come from a happy, intact family. So it's a question of how the parents are acting that determines whether or not the kids are going to be effed up. The same can be said about the statistic about men and their mental health and their physical health. It is true that married men who are happily married tend to live longer. But what the article isn't telling you is that men who are in happy marriages, and it mentions it tangentially, uh, they do have higher rates of blood pressure and depression and cortisol levels because of all the stress. So the key there is men do better who are happily married. When they are miserably married, which unfortunately is a lot of marriages, their actual health is bad. It craters, actually. Just as bad as divorced men. And conversely, divorced men who 
are not unhappy about being divorced, who find purpose, who find an identity, let's say MGTOW or some self-actualization, actually do much better because they're away from the stressors of the marriage. Let's say they were in a dysfunctional marriage with a borderline crazy woman or, or a woman who was addic- had addiction or codependencies or whatever it is. Uh, they tend to do better. Okay, so this article doesn't give the full nuance of it. But let's continue. Perhaps due to feelings of isolation, divorced dads often quickly abandon caring for their personal health, Courtney explains. They eat fewer fruits and vegetables. Did they ever eat fruits and vegetables? They, they are less careful by using protection during sex and less cautious when driving their cars. They visit the doctors less often and they don't bother taking prescribed medications. 30% of men who live alone haven't seen a doctor within the past year and 42% don't have a regular doctor. Okay, so using protection during sex, uh, you know, that could be due to depression. That could be due to the fact that guys don't like to use condoms in general. Uh, the fruits and vegetables, of course, that, that leads to fiber and good digestive health and good heart health. So we do want to be eating the fruits and vegetables. And look, I mean, th- these are correlations. These are correlations for sure. It's like it's like the studies that say that people who eat red meat are going to get cancer. The Time magazine had that big expose on it like two years ago. And what they don't tell you is that men who typically eat red meat also smoke and drink. And it's the smoking and the drinking that causes the cancer in the early death, not the red meat. There's many studies showing that if you eat meat like a flexitarian diet, just eat meat three times a week. You don't need to be eating meat that often. And especially if you're a pesca vegetarian or a pescatarian, uh, they have the longest life expectancy. Look at people in, in uh, the Japanese islands like Okinawa. They tend to live quite well. So again, with 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 this, this kind of study here, uh, it's like divorced men perhaps don't eat as well, but maybe they're just eating what they want to eat and it tends maybe not to be good. But it doesn't mean they're not eating well because they're depressed. Many divorced men are not depressed, but alas, many are. So let's keep going. Dean Tong, an advocate for parents who are falsely accused of child abuse, told Fatherly that divorce often causes somatic issues such as headaches, stomach aches, nausea, and vomiting, as well as mental health issues such as nightmares, flashbacks, and PTSD. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, like, like the mental health issues, certainly certain men who are depressed or who are divorced are depressed and they have PTSD because, and I'll mention this when we go over through my article, most of the divorces in America, 70% are initiated by the woman. And because we have no fault divorce, a man can be blindsided by divorce. Women slowly fall out of love with men to the point where where they make the announcement that they're divorcing, they're no longer in love with the man and they perhaps have monkey branch, meaning they've already clinged on to a new man and so telling the the husband about the divorce is not a big deal because and they've already prepared themselves for financially or they've monkey branched to uh, to another man so they they're kind of like emotionally invested in the new guy uh to the to the so the men are like blindsided and that can lead to to the the depression and the anxiety and the drinking because the man's not able to cope well with the loss of everything and we're going to talk about that with divorce rape one of the most troubling realities of modern divorce for fathers is that it leads to suicide. Men who are not married account for 62% to 70% of all male suicides, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. One study in 2004 confirmed that divorced people have higher suicide rates than their married peers, and that divorced men are much, as much as eight times more likely to kill themselves than divorced women. 
Okay, so if you if you delve into the stats of the National Suicide Awareness website, it's closer to 70%. So 70% of suicides are done by adult men. And we'll talk about this statistic in a second when we go over through my article. There are no obvious solutions, but societal support helps. Dads going through divorce should make every effort to surround themselves with family and friends and see their children as often as possible. Yeah, good luck on the, on the friends because normally the woman controls all the friends, and so the friends tend to side with the woman, and so the man loses all the couple's friends. A good example of that is, uh, is uh, the breakup with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn when they're in the bowling team, and then after they break up, Vince Vaughn goes to the bowling, the weekly bowling night, and they do this vote, and they all vote against Vince Vaughn, and the men don't want to vote against him, but of course they're all pee-whipped by the woman, and they know their woman's going to give him hell and withhold sex, so the men vote against him, and so he's kicked out. Men have fewer friendships and smaller social networks than women do, true, which sometimes leaves them without anyone who, when they lose their partner and kids to divorce. For the average guy, his wife and kids are his primary and sometimes only a source of support, which means maintaining strong connections is crucial. And and that is the man's fault. I can't tell you how many of my friends where, I mean, they have to, and, and, and I was, and I was this way when I was married too, but they 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 have to like ask for permission from their their wife to like go out with the guys or heaven forbid do a weekend trip and the wife will bust their balls and the wife will nag him and threaten him and tell him not to do it to the point where the guy doesn't do it now not everybody's like that my brother has very good boundaries with his wife and they have a good marriage they've been married 20 years now and he takes weekend trips to to cabo with like seven or eight of his guy friends she lets him go. He does it every year. And I think he has very good boundaries because, and she knows it's like, look, this is what I do. If you don't like it, tough. This is what I'm doing. But so many men kowtow to their women thinking that the woman's going to respect them more the more she, he placates her. And in fact, the woman respects him less when he becomes a soy boy and when he becomes all wussified. But we'll cover that later. Okay, let's take a break. Okay, so what can we take away from that article? It is true that men who divorce typically are not happy because they've been blindsided by the divorce and they kind of neglect their health. And because they neglect their health, cancer can sneak up on them. We know that one in two men will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. And in general, they just kind of neglect themselves. And so they drink more and they they engage just in overall high-risk behavior. They might might do some of the cliches of the midlife crisis man and go get a sports car and, and all these things. But uh, that that's one of the issues. Okay, so let's let's go from this article called "Suicide Epidemic of Divorced Men" by me. I wrote this a week ago, and I'm just going to go to the the more uh, salient points here. So, per the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, of the 44,000 suicides committed in America in two, 2016, which is the most recent year, 36% were men over the age of 25, so adult men. So 34%. So roughly 70% of all of all suicides are done by adult men. This is an astonishing fact. It's essentially that 115 men commit suicide daily. Now, the article previously was mentioned how 10, 10 of it is, is uh, divorced men. But in general, 115 men commit suicide daily. And this is a major problem because, of course, suicide is horrible. And we, we think of suicide of teenagers as being the big suicide. Like, So if you ask people, 
you know, what, what age group to commit the most suicide? We think of teenagers. And the, the rate of teenage suicide is actually kind of leveled. It's about the same that it's been the last 30 years. But of course, teenage suicide is devastating because it's somebody who snuffs out their own life at, the, at their prime right before their, their promising future. And it, it's horrific. Uh, but equally horrific is the suicide of anyone. And in, 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 in this case, it's going to be men because, of course, most of those men have children. And I've had prior students whose normally it's been their father. I can think of two students who fathers committed suicide. And one of them was just wrecked. I mean, her life was just ruined. And because the mom started doing self-destructive tendencies and started doing addictive tendencies and, and high-risk behavior and started neglecting the kids. And then, uh, and that, and just in general though, like, like when your father or mother kills themselves, it messes you up big time. And this is one of the things we would want to tell people who are thinking about suicide is that suicide on one level is a selfish act, right? Because you're only doing what you think is best for you. And we're not even going to, to confront the question of whether or not that person right before they kill themselves regrets it because we, we really don't know. I like to think they do. But, uh, you know, lots of times they're so cloaked in deep despair that they don't even think about it. But they're, they're, they're definitely not thinking about their family because, uh, you know, even if they might not like their ex-wife because a lot of these people are divorced, um, you got to think about the parents, if they're still alive, their siblings, and certainly the children. And it, it's a major issue. So what, is, what are some reasons why suicide is so high with men? Okay, I think one of the reasons is addictions. We know the opioid addiction is extremely prevalent right now. We know that it's mostly men, and it's going to be mostly lower class, working class men. This is what the, the, the flyover states uh, that that the liberal elite excoriate and, and vilify so much, you know, the, the flyover states between California and New York. So this is going to be like those middle Midwest states, the, the factory towns that have been gutted. It's going to be these towns that voted for Trump, and it's going to be these towns that have really been destroyed by opioid problems. And that's not to say you don't find them in big cities on the coasts. But fentanyl, opioid, heroin, morphine, all the all these drugs, it's been a major problem. And so it's really affected the man. So like the man has a back accident, you know, he's working at the factory, hurts his back, the doctor gives him Vicodin, the pain's so bad, he takes him more than once every six hours, he starts taking him one every two hours, one every hour, he likes the way he feels, and then he starts getting hooked on it. It's highly addictive. And many times I can find unscrupulous doctors who will refill their prescriptions. But even if they can't, let's say the doctors crack down, uh, they just go to heroin because heroin is an opium. So they just go to the streets and go on heroin. So that's one of the issues that a lot of men get hooked on, uh, on these opioids. And then when you mix it with alcohol, it's even worse because it's two depressants combined with one. We have a previous Holistic Health News episode 135 where we talk about how opioid overdose increases eight times more when you take uh, Xanax, when you take the benzos with alcohol. I mean, a lot of celebrities died that way. But in general, you want to avoid the opioids. One of the other reasons why men kill themselves is job loss. See, women have a hard time understanding this, but men are defined by their work. I think women are more defined and of course, the feminists will never want to admit this. Uh, not, women are not really defined by their work. They're defined by their children and how they raise their children and how well they take care of them. But indubitably, men are defined or they define themselves and certainly the woman does because they're by, by their work. There's an old saying, it's something like, if the man can't work, oh, God, oh. I can't remember the exact saying, but it, it, it's essentially that like a man who has no job is rudderless. And 
definitely in the hypergamous quality that women have, a man, a woman will will leave a man who has no job, uh, because women, men, men, you know, when when a man hangs out with other guys, right, and he's like, I've 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 started seeing a new girl. The first thing that the guys ask is, what does she look like? Okay, that's classic. When a bunch of women get together and a woman says, I mean, I met a new guy, the, the question that the girls always ask is, what does he do? So men are largely defined by their their purpose of what they can give a, to a woman. And women view men in a kind of utilitarian view. It's like, what can the man do for me? What utility can he bring for me? So when a man loses his job, he's probably going to lose his woman eventually, unless he can get another job. And so losing a job, aside from a woman, even if you are a single guy, Losing a job is devastating to a man because a man is defined by their work. That's just the way we are wired. We need to feel like we have a purpose, that we're contributing, that we're bringing, uh, putting food on the table, and that we're supporting our children or our wife or whatever, stuff like that. And so when a man loses his job, he loses his meaning. And it's devastating it leaves men afloat in nihilism, like life has no purpose and depression. And some of these guys will will get a, an underemployed job, like a lesser job. And many of them will just end up in unemployment and depressed. And so they they kick into that self-loathing uh, that, you know, I'm not a real man because I don't have a job and I'm not providing. So it's devastating women. It's like you don't you don't get it unless you're a guy. It's it's like it's like work and and then uh, like uh, like like genitalia penis stuff. That's how men really value or or kind of judge their manliness. So like impotence, erectile dysfunction is devastating to men. Devastating to men because men kind of put their value on that and on working. And when you lose one, or for certainly if you lose both. You are devastated by it. And more likely than not, as I said, if you lose your job and you lose your status, you're likely going to lose your woman. A good example of this, and a lot of women listen to this, but, oh, that's not true, that's not true. Just look up hypergamy, women. You're wi- you, you women are wired. Women in general are wired to want to uh, date, marry men of status and money that can bring, men that can bring money. And, uh, well, we, we won't go too off topic on that. But a good example of that is Jerry Maguire. If you watch the movie Jerry Maguire, Kelly Preston, who is his girlfriend at the beginning, is uh, totally in love with him, right? They're totally, they go totally get together. And then she dumps him in a second when he loses all of his clients and he loses Kush, the big quarterback, and calls him a loser because women are defined largely by the man that they date. So if they're dating a loser, uh, they can't handle that and they're going to leave him. Okay, so that's another reason. So a man loses his job, and then he's also more likely to drink and then not take care of himself because he's depressed by losing his job. But probably the biggest reason why divorced men kill themselves, the suicide rate so high, is because of divorce rape. Now, divorce rape is a term that's used in the legal system uh, for men that get divorced and lose everything. Now, if you guys are not familiar with with the way divorce works in America, God bless you. You you're one of the you're one of the fortunate one of the fortunate what fifty percent who have never been divorced. Uh, women have a hard time understanding this because the, the 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 legal system really supports women. So what what typically happens to a man, as I mentioned, statistically seventy percent of divorces are initiated by the woman, and typically the man will when divorced, will lose half of his assets. Most of the states in the United States are community property. So essentially what they do is they they put all the assets in a pot and divide in half. The woman gets the half and the man gets the other half. 
And this can be unfair because more often than not, the man is making more money than the woman for whatever reason, you call it fair wage or whatever, but typically the man is. So let's say the man has worked really hard to start his own business and the woman has stayed home and take care of the kids or the woman doesn't work or whatever. She's a trophy wife, whatever. She's a teacher or whatever. Okay, she's making 50000 The guy's making 500000 because he started his business from scratch. When they get divorced, okay, they're just going to put that $550,000, that collective money, and divide it in half, and the man's going to get two fifty, and the woman's going to get two fifty. Now, that's not fair. It's not fair that 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 happens to the guy if the guy is the the prime breadwinner of the family. So you got that. Then the man in many estates have to pay alimony. They have to pay uh, wife support for an indefinite amount of time, sometimes for many years. Plus, he's got to pay child support. And then the reward for paying child support, because a lot of guys are not deadbeat dads. Most guys want to pay child support. But what they don't want to do is lose their children. And so the reward the reward of child support is, hey, you get to see your kids from every day to four nights a month. Congratulations. And so it goes from seeing them all the time to alternating weekends, you know, Friday to Sunday, every other weekend, which is essentially four nights a month. And the thing is, because of no-fault divorce, uh, a woman can do this at any time. As I mentioned, the statistic is 70% of the time it's, it's initiated by women. Now, some of those cases, maybe the man is cheating and the woman finds out, and that's why she initiates divorce. Many times, is if the woman just is no longer happy, the woman's complaining, like, you don't work enough. And then the man works longer hours. And then it's, you're not around us enough. I feel neglected. And then she'll divorce him. So the guy has absolutely no say. If the woman initiates divorce, since we have a no-fault divorce policy now in the United States, the man could lose half of his assets, be paying child support for the next 10 to 18 years, plus he gets his, his kids taken from him. So let's say the the, the, the dad wants to, to go 50-50, where he has the kids 14 days, and then the wife ex-wife has them 14 days. And then neither person pays child support. You just pay for daycare for the 14 days you have them, and she pays them for the 14 days she has it. That can only be done in most states with the wife's consent. With the wife's consent. So let's say he's like, look, it's not good for the kids to go from seeing me every day to four nights a month. And he's like, let's do 50-50. If the wife's like, no, sorry, I want my child support, or she comes up with some excuse in her head, oh, it's better for the kids for them to never see their dad, uh, then you really don't have any recourse. Your only other recourse is try to sue for full custody and then hope in mediation that you get 50-50. So this strikes a major pain, a major blow to men, because most men, despite what the feminists want to tell you, love their kids and want to spend time with their kids. They're not deadbeat dads. They want to spend tons of time with their kids, but they can't. So the woman yanks away the kids, takes half of his assets. He's defined by his work. Lots of times he could lose his job as well. Women can accuse men of false allegations, false sexual assault allegations. Uh, there's plenty of plenty of cases that women in, in the throes of, of divorce proceedings, especially those women who are more borderline tendencies, will come up with uh, you know, assault accusations, a fake assault allegations. So they'll like, and because of the, because of the system, because of the police system, the legal system here, you could have a woman, and I'm not saying, again, guys, please don't misunderstand me. I'm saying not every woman is going to do this. But there are women who will go and hit themselves with a book 
or go cut themselves, call the cops and say that their their husband, ex-husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, did it. The men are, the cops come and they are trained to have to, to have to arrest somebody. And ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, they're going to arrest the man because the woman is fragile and and is not capable of abuse. Even though, if you look at the statistics, actually fifty percent of abuse cases are done from women to men. You just never hear about that because men. Never want to talk about them being abused, either verbally abused, emotionally abused, physically abused, because it's not seen as manly. And more often than not, when a man tells people that he is being abused in one of those three fashions, the answer by most people is, quote, you must have done something to deserve it, close quote. Imagine, imagine if we would have told that to a woman who's getting beaten by a man. Oh, you must have done something to deserve it. That's like from a Tyler Perry Medea movie, right? We would never say that to a, to a woman. But there are cases of women who want to get back at men or they want to make sure that their man is burnt and torched and destroyed because they have some vindictive borderline rage tendencies where they'll just come up with false allegations and have the cops called. And so that guy now is guilty until proven innocent. He'll be put on suspension, if not fired from his job, until the court case is decided. He's got to hire tons of lawyers to exonerate himself. That's going to cost money that he doesn't have. And then he hopefully is exonerated. There's cases that you can hear where a a wife will accuse the father of molesting the children just to get his butt thrown in prison. And then he's thrown in prison. And, 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 and I don't want to go too off topic, but these are just some reasons why men kill themselves. Men going through divorce or post-divorce because women women going through divorce are capable of some crazy stuff and if the guys are listening to me if you're not white knight manginas you know exactly what i'm talking about a lot of men who've gone through divorce know exactly what i'm talking about and i'm not talking from personal experience don't get me wrong i'm not saying that the women i've had to deal with i went through this i'm just i know a lot of divorce guys i listen to tons of podcasts i do a lot of reading on this and it's just more common than not but you don't hear about it and so the man pretty much lost everything you know not i'm not saying that he's gone gone to prison for false you know rape allegations or false child molestation because uh, most men who go through divorce are not uh, don't go to prison for that but most men they do lose a lot they lose all their assets or half of their assets uh, they have to pay child support so that's another 30 to 50 percent of their income for the next 10 to 18 years gone and then they never see their kids they love their kids and so for a lot of men they just turn to drink. They turn to food. They just hire prostitutes. They engage in just really bad behavior. And a lot of this just turns to self-loathing and hate. And if they don't have a support group like their family or other guys, they take their lives, which of course is the worst thing they do because if they really love their kids, they want to do that. But the problem is when a man goes through divorce, he loses so much of his support network. Because as the previous article mentioned, men, especially men who don't have good boundaries and they lose their identity, they make their whole life about their wife and their kids. So when the wife's gone, they have nobody. Maybe they still have their parents or they have some siblings. But men in general don't emote. They don't like to open up about their feelings. And as the article mentioned, we don't have a wide support of, a wide community of support. We don't have... Uh, just we're not wired that way. Think of hunters and gatherers, right? Women were the gatherers, so they would go out and pick berries or whatever. Men were isolated hunters. They'd be alone. Men are just wired to kind of be alone. So when horrible, tumultuous stuff like this happens, they're typically alone, and they're not the type to reach out. And so they tend to isolate themselves. 
And that's one of the issues. So look, if you know anybody who's going through this stuff, you really, really got to reach out to them because men will not cry out for help. They really, really don't. So let's finish up. Okay, so what are some of the takeaways here? Man, you got to take care of yourselves. You really got to take care of yourselves in a marriage, out of a marriage. And, you know, I've had episodes where I talk about female health. Look, I talked about the the vaginal probiotics. I've had episodes that are very, you know, female-centric about the IUD and the dangers of hormonal contraceptives and the dangers of C-section. So this is, this. you know, don't say that I don't, I'm not focusing on women because most of my articles actually do focus on women, but I do focus on men. I do have the one on daily fantasy, sports addiction, and porn addiction. Uh, but, but men in general, it's like we... We don't take care of ourselves. And so when men lose their job or when men get divorced, uh, it's devastating. And when men lose their kids, it's even more devastating. Look, that, that's not to say there aren't men. And I know female colleagues of mine who the father of their children live in another state and never pay child support. Those are just horrible deadbeat dads. Now, I'm sure if you talk to them, they'll, they'll, they'll rationalize it because, because as we humans, we can rationalize every behavior that we can do. I'm sure they, they have some argument for it. Maybe the woman is a wicked woman and that's how they rationalize it. Or you know they don't like the fact that women don't have to enumerate or list off all the things that they buy with child support you know in, in in america let's say you give eleven hundred dollar check uh, for child support to your ex-wife she doesn't have to show that it's spent on the kids she can make the kids wear goodwill clothes and then go spend that rest of the money on new cars and stuff like that and so yeah of course there's there's part of men who are like look if, if we're giving you money for child support it should go all to the children Okay, shouldn't be going to manis and petties. But a lot of the women are like, I can do whatever I want with my money. Look, well, the court doesn't hold you to it. So yeah, you can do whatever you want uh, with the money. But in general, the court system is not geared for men. If men are going to a divorce case, unless the woman is a heroin addict, and then you know maybe he has a decent chance of getting custody of the kids. But in general, the man is going to get divorced rape. And you women, a lot of you are like, yeah, 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 he deserves it. But look, we don't have we don't have no-fault divorce anymore. So really, uh, there's no really vested interest for a man to get married. A man can get married, and a woman, his wife, can have 15 affairs. And she can be the one who initiates the divorce, even though it's her fault. And she can still flee some of everything and take away the kids. See, in the old days, like in the 1950s, if a woman was found to be adulterous, the man could divorce her, and the woman would get nothing. So that's what kept women in marriages, good marriages, because they knew that they couldn't get away with it and take half of the man's money. But now that we have no fault divorce, women can initiate divorce at any time and fleece the man. Men typically won't initiate divorce. Now, sure, there's cases where the guy finds a new lover and wants to dump his wife and divorce her uh, for for the new woman. But statistically, it's true. And statistically, it's true that the divorce rate for second marriages is 78%. So, and if you're dating right now and you're dating a woman or a man who's already been divorced, yeah, that marriage has a 21% chance of surviving. So, all I got to tell you women, or I got to tell you men or whoever's making more money is, Pre-nup. Pre-nup that. You know what? Because if you don't, again, women can initiate divorce anytime and take half your assets. 
So prenup that marriage. Definitely prenup it. But in general, look, we don't want men killing themselves. It's horrific. If you know any men who've been recently divorced, you need to reach out to them. Women, reach out to them. Men, reach out to them. Go, look, man, are you doing all right? Now the guy's going to be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But really probe him. Not like probe in the bad way, but you know, really ask him, like, are you doing really okay? I know guys who go through divorce. It's a tough time. And the guy would be like, no, man, I like it. Now I can drink and do whatever I want. But just really probe him. Maybe go visit him. Send unsolicited texts. Hey, man, how you doing? Just every other couple of days. Hey, man, how you doing? Men are not going to be the ones who reach out and create or go to divorced therapy groups. That's just not men. Men are just going to stay home and just drink and eat and just do bad things. So reach out to the guy because we don't want them killing themselves. They need to understand there's a support network, there's friends, they're their kids, and we have to remind them of that because suicide is devastating. It's for anyone, it's devastating. But statistically, 70% of suicides are men, adult men, and you never hear about this in the media. They're the ones that need the help. Going back to abuse shelters, if a man is getting abused, he can't go to a shelter. He can't. They don't allow men because the way a lot of these shelters are funded, they're funded by, by radical leftist feminist groups. And so the funding is for only women to be there. There's only like one or two male shelters in the whole entire freaking United States for abused men to go to. And you're like, oh, men never get abused. That is not true. I am sure you know somebody right now, a man right now, who is abused in that relationship and he hides it. He hides it. And the woman abuses him, if not physically and emotionally, psychologically, withhold, she withholds sex, she gaslights him, all these things. And men, look, men abuse women too. I'm not exonerating men who beat their women, so don't get this wrong. I'm just talking about how men have the highest rate of suicide. This needs to be addressed, and this needs to be remedied for the sake of the children. It needs to be remedied. So please reach out. Reach out to any divorced men that you know. Okay, guys, as always, please hit the subscribe button. It takes you two seconds. Just hit it right now. And as always, post a review for Holistic Health News, Confessions of an Obese Child. We just released a new episode on the hypocrisy of the ideal body. Listen to that one. And post a review for Katie's Essential Oil Bob Carrie. Until next time, God bless. Take care. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.